Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. We are on episode 64 this week, Dad. 64. I know. And we're talking about flight today. Oh, are we? Yeah, I'm not really sure what we're going to do, so let's just wing it. Okay. Oh, God. Right, stick around if you want to hear more. Hello, Dad. How are you? Um, I'm just recovering at the moment, to be honest. Recovering? What from? From that joke in that introduction, yeah. Have you been in my room before? Yes, I have been in your room before many do, times. Do you like it? Did yeah, I? Just I do asking, like it. Just making conversation. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I wish I had a room like this when I was younger. With, Not now. With technic- technology available. Well, back um, in your day, they didn't have this tech. No, no. That's what I mean. It would have been great. I could have done all sorts. Like what? Podcasts. Oh yeah. Yeah. What would you if you back back in the day? Yeah. Uh, back in the nineteen, let's say eighties, nineteen eighties, because it's kind of yeah, aged yeah. me. What would you have done a podcast on? Oh, I'd, I was really into music and uh, like playing music and things like that. So it would have been round music, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Anything my, specific? Um, electronics. Um, I don't know. Just just around writing songs and doing things like that. I I used to love all that at that time, and the music I was into was all sort of electronic and new wave and stuff like that. So it would have been the stuff that I was interested in, yeah. or football. Those were the two things I did. Well, there's a lot of people who do football podcasts. There are a lot of people who do football co- football. Yeah, mm. Mm, yes, not easy to say. That's why I haven't done one yet. <laughs> so, how has your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. It's been a. I've been pretty tired. Yeah. Um, why? Well, I start my new job. Yes, and how's that going? It's all right. It's not started properly yet. It started, but it's not started properly to this ah. point because my actual role, like title. That kind of stuff starts next week. Yeah. This week I was kind of just learning and trying to learning. sort through stuff. Yeah, no, fair enough. It's been a bit of a another bit of a thumping week for me, work wise. Yeah, um, quite a lot to do. Having a few issues with my uniform at the moment, which is a bit of a oh, worry. Yeah? Yes. Well, we were supposed to get new uniforms in April, but uh, unfortunately that hasn't happened. So I'm now walking around when I put my shorts on. Um, I've got about a choice of about five or six holes to put my legs through. Oh, so right. it's becoming quite obscene as well. It should help when you, uh, if your zipper ever gets stuck and you need to go to the toilet. Or I need to just get out of my shorts, yeah. What? No, 
No, I'm not doing that because that's oh. the big, that's the problem in the first place that things might Where fall out of my shorts. You got one in the where crotch area. Where do you think the holes are? It's always in the crotch area. They're isn't all it? there. They're I don't all know why there. is it always in the crotch area. I think I think there's a reason. It's just because you stretch really it talk. more. Yeah, yeah, that would be the reason. Yeah, not because no, yeah. no, it won't be that reason. Anyway, what we're we talking about today? Uh, flight. Flight. Okay. What well, like the darts flights? Because I've done four pages on darts, so that's okay, yeah? No, 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 no I'm not doing that joke. Um, I need to sneeze, Dad. Do you? Can yeah. you sneeze away from your mic? <coughs> Bless you. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I feel like something came out then, but oh, I didn't yeah, so see I where think it, it did, and I haven't even got my glasses on, so that's great. Something to look forward to a bit later on. <laughs> Can you get back to your it. mic? Oh, right, great. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Anyway, so... We're talking about sort of... That was me making that fly. History of of flight, really, or how it came well, about. What What is our fascination with, with flight and, and wanting to fly? I think man has always wanted to fly, have they not? They, they saw the birds indeed. in the sky and they thought, ah. Oh. And it has been a bit of an obsession as well. And when I started looking into it, I mean, it starts with sort of kites... And things like that. Very much in Asia as well. So it starts with kites and balloons and bits and pieces like that. Um, there were tower jumpers as well. And these are people that sort of attach wings to their to their arms, their feathers to their arms, mm. and just jump off things, thinking that they would be enable that would enable them to fly. Because obviously birds have got feathers, so surely that's the only thing that means that the birds stay up in the sky that's why you see planes coated with feathers it is and we'll come on to that a bit later on <laughs> but um so people used to do this tower jumping this was all over the world as well but i mean they used to jump off these things and quite uh quite sort of um often they would get really badly injured but people would still try and do it because people were obsessed to, about being the first person to be able to do it um, but people died. Loads of people died doing it as well. And one of the things they kept identifying, and it is quite interesting really, is they used to cover their arms with feathers, but none of them had a towel. And it started to become this bit of an obsession that perhaps that's the thing that keeps the birds up in the sky. Mm. But it's a combination. And when you start looking at the stuff that came out over the years that we look at flight, you know, helicopters and planes as we know them now, that's what they've got. There's a balance to it all. Yeah. And that's something they didn't have right at the beginning. But there was also, um, you know, and again in, in China and Japan, they used to have these sort of bamboo uh, rotor wing sort of toys, they were. So basically... Um, they, these Chinese toys would sort of spin and go up in the air. So they'd become um, aware of what would make uh, something rise into the, the sky, something, you know, even on a small scale. And let's face it, everything that's been invented is probably being invented on a small scale before it's it's like a prototype. Yes, Connor Harding. Yeah, um, I was just going to ask, what came first, the aeroplane or the paper aeroplane? Uh, paper aeroplane. Did it? No. Oh. Because how would they have known to make it into uh, the shape of a plane? Well, this this was my point as well. It might have been that was a well one of the early planes was paper. Well, that's very so true. Strictly speaking, yeah. they came together. 
Yeah, no, that is true. But then other people were having ideas. So famously, Leonardo DiCaprio, right, before yep. he did Titanic uh, in the 15th century, he had this, these dreams of flight. Obviously, I mean Da Vinci. Um, no way. Or the turtle. <laughs> um, yeah. Dream of flight. He, he, so he made, he, he done designs for, and I think one of them was a helicopter or looked like a helicopter. He had that same thing about the uh, the rotors and all the rest of it. And unfortunately, though, he had the design and he had the sort of vision to do these things, but the science behind it was never going to work. You know, there wasn't... In his drawings and the way he, he said, the mechanics of it weren't as they should be. They were never going to actually get off the ground. <laughs> um this discovery of hydrogen gas in 18th century obviously meant that we then went and had balloons mm-hmm. and were used in the military. And obviously, um, one of the things I did find out now, have you heard of like Zeppelins? Yeah. Right. Led so, Zeppelin. No, band. not Led Zeppelin. Right. But Zeppelin, like yep. the airships, right? I'm also Very famously. Did you know? And no I, way is it did you it's know? It's a did you know so early in it. The airships were pioneered by. Ferdinand von Zeppelin. That's why oh, they're called Zeppelins. That's why they're called Zeppelins. I did not know that. Not Blimp. No. Bobby Bobby von Blimp. <laughs> Ferdinand von Zeppelin. What an excellent name. That is a, just is a, a super... Name. Yeah, he deserves a mention anyway. Um, so, obviously, that was used. Uh, and uh, all along... Military has been involved in all this as well because military is involved in anything that would advance. Yeah, put basically put them at a better standing against someone else. Yeah, so every all the time they're looking for new ways, new ways to do things, and so as as the years have gone past, uh, quite famously again, you've got Wilbur and Orville Wright. Yeah, the Wright uh, brothers, the Americans, the Wright brothers, in on the seventeenth of December, nineteen o three. Uh, they piloted their f- well. They they done a series over over a week, so a series of flights. But I think the longest flight uh, was twelve seconds, covered one hundred and eighty feet, but was piloted by Orville. Um, did you know that I reckon uh, um, Keith Harris probably chose the name Orville for his bird, the ventriloquist doll, because of the Wright brothers. Because he's always seen, I wish I could fly right up in the sky, but I can't. You can. I can't. But the point being, you're saying, I reckon. Did you know I reckon? No, I, this is a fact that I think I've just invented, but it may be well known anyway. It's bound to be the reason. Well, you could probably um, look that up. But, yeah, I, I could look that up, and I'll probably find out after this. So it proved that human flight was possible. There was lots of other people doing the similar sort of things, as you can imagine, around the world as well. Because hang on, hang on. Are you imagining, I'm imagining it? it. Okay, you're imagining it. So that yeah, was the Kitty okay. Hawk flyer. Um, on the 14th of September, 1939, uh, the first practical helicopter was... was uh, uh, what would you call it? Launched? It's not launched, is it? It's, um, um, 
first flight of the first practical helicopter with a tailor towel rotor design so straight away they're starting to understand that the balance has got to be between going up and going forward and pitching and everything else that's involved in this so there's some real obviously the science in it unfortunately the trial and error in getting these things off the ground as i said before hey, yeah said i think again. i said that joke already it's a smaller notebook to it is a smaller one. notebook yeah um meant that there was a lot of uh they crashed and burned quite often. Um, it I was, assume the wooden ones wouldn't do that. What, crashed and burned? If they're just pure wood. It depends what they're made out of. Well, I said, just said pure wood. Yeah, well, they could. But the Wright Brothers one, if they crashed it, it probably wouldn't burn. Everything, when it hits the ground, explodes, doesn't it? If, if like TVs, you drop anything, a cat go, too yeah, high and it explodes. It does. That's the thing, though, it's isn't it? It's when you stand on the top of a building. That's what they've always said, isn't it? If you drop something from a high enough building it will explode when it hits the ground and kill everybody there everyone yeah a sandwich if you had a sandwich and you dropped it from the empire state human i've read this somewhere i'm sure and you dropped it from the empire state human human <laughs> empire state that's a human league so um empire state building it would explode as it hit the ground i'm not being funny if you drop a sandwich when you say explode not with a ball of fire yeah no no, no, no big no. explosion no, no no drop a ping pong ball it will float down near enough. But as it hits the ground, because it doesn't matter how dense that <laughs> object is, when it hits the ground, it explodes. Anyway, what, this we ain't got time for that. I'm right, very okay. conscious of the time that you didn't switch on at the beginning. Um, 15th of June, 1919, the first non-stop Atlantic flight. And it went from Newfoundland and Canada to Ireland. Just don't feel too, too pressured, by the way. We can go on to my bit if you want. Okay. As in like... We'll do then. That was uh, a 1,890-mile trip mm-hmm. on a twin-engine plane. It took 16 hours, right? Yep. And an average speed of 120 miles per hour. Then you go on to something now... It's quite slow That was 1919. At 1939, 20 years later, the f- first commercial flight. Uh, Atlantic flight. So that was Pan-American, Pan-Am. New York to Marseille in France. It would cost you $375. A one-way trip, that is. $375. That's less than what it is now. Yes, but if you think about how much it costs... Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, that was incredibly expensive. In 1939, that would have been really, really expensive. Only certain people would be able to do that. A bit like, we'll come on to it right at the end, but a bit like where we are now with sort of space flight and stuff, you know, commercially. Um, first supersonic flight, October the 14th, 1947. The Bell X... <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. It made me laugh when I read that. The Bell X-1 rocket-powered research plane. And it broke, so it obviously broke, broke the, sound the sound barrier. barrier. Yeah, so that was a first again. I always got confused with supersonic. I understand that Sonic was called that now because he went so fast in hindsight. But I used to think that when you had a sonic boom, it was named after the blue hedgehog. Did you? Yeah, because we used to go down the air show quite a lot, obviously, when I was younger. There was a lot of hedgehogs down there, weren't there? But you'd always hear like the hot sonic boom and stuff oh, like that. Oh, in- that's incredible. And, it, and if you're ever... In sort like of, you'd, it'd be really interesting watching this plane fly over, 
and then the sound of the plane would follow a couple well, months you, later. If, and you, we know this from being in Wales a few years ago. When you when you're in places like that, and you've got well, quite often got air bases, and up in Scotland as well, where they, they do low flying, uh, mm. where they know that it's not going to cause as much damage. But it's incredible. It's quite scary, but it's incredible when you see and hear it happening. But you can see why going so fast might be of a, an advantage because you won't hear them coming until after they've been. And you get there a bit quicker, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. And and the manoeuvring of these things and all the rest of it. But, it, it, I mean, it's... I mean, I'm absolutely flying through this. Go faster than the speed of sound. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It is. Now... We go on flights, and and more recently we've been on flights to America. Now, we fly from England to the east coast of the United States. Yep. It takes us, what, nine and a half hours, something like that? Uh, Yeah. Always makes me laugh that it takes less time coming back. I know it's because you go a slightly different route, but you can't help thinking it's downhill. When Concord <laughs> was first thought of and the design, you know, um, that was quite incredible because it was it was a new design. It had the sort of no dropping nose cone and and you know there was something different, very much like a paper airplane. It looked more like that than anything that had come before. Um, the first flight of that was the second of March, nineteen sixty nine. It was in- introduced on the twenty first of January, seventy six. And then they retired it. There was a few problems towards the end. They did have a crash and that on the 24th of October 2003. There was only 20 of them, I think, made. Yeah. Top speed, 2,179 kilometres an hour, right? You could go from London to New York in three and a half hours. And I, I mean... I know, well, I've known of people that have been up in Concord. I don't yeah. know whether it was more of a pleasure flight than it was the actual flight. But that must have been incredible. I mean, yeah, make you make a weekend trip to New York. Like, because people go for a weekend to New York, yeah, you make it feel like much, it's more worth it. Well, you could pretty much commute, it, you yeah. know, if you could afford it. But this, uh, obviously, you the time difference as well New might throw Each it week and come over at weekends. Yeah. But. I, want, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't, once you're up in, in above the clouds, you don't get that sense of speed really anyway but it must be very different there must be it must be different to what we've experienced yeah you must be able to see that so i mean basically they've tested they're always testing they're always going forward they're always looking at ways to go faster uh greater maneuverability on these things when i and as i say and you'll probably go on to this but you know, they're looking now commercially to go up into space. We've had the space shuttle, which was very much designed around the plane. And mm-hmm. now they're looking at to go up in space with, uh, what are the two? So the Richard There's Branson more than one. two. Yeah, but the ones are particularly... Uh, Richard Branson's got Virgin Galactic. That's Galactic, got, isn't it? Um, Elon Musk's SpaceX. Yeah. And then you've got, is it... Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. Not Ferdinand von Zeppelin. No, the one that owns um, Amazon or owned Amazon. Oh, what the one you didn't get Jeff in the Bezos. quiz? Yep, Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. You still um, have got a mental block like on blue him, horizon, you? and it looks like a big willy. That's right. He seems yeah. to to do things like that, doesn't he? Father and Sundays present 
Things you didn't know that happened ages ago. In the entire state of Ohio in 1895, there were only two cars on the road, and the drivers of these two cars managed to crash into each other. Unbelievable. Right, so we've we've spoken a bit about the history of flight, which you were having a look into. Yes, a comprehensive guide to the history of flight. I can't think that anybody would have a problem with that. No, I no. can't think of any, any problems there at all. Um, but really, it comes to make you think about what, you know, like how, how do things fly? Well, it's one of the things I think of every time I'm up in one because I'm quite a yeah. nervous flyer, and it it still baffles me how the how these huge things with all this weight actually do what they need to do. Yeah, and we're mainly talking about man-made flying machines. Yeah. What, yeah. What as opposed to what birds? Yeah. I know how birds work. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Then. Well, they flap their wings, and they use their tails as as like rudders, and they move from tree to tree. That's quite simple. Just Everybody knows jumps. that. Well, they don't jump. They kind of launch themselves, don't they? And then they it's a combination of flapping and gliding, depending on how graceful the bird is. And some birds flap quicker than other birds, uh, as we all know as well. I mean, you know. Why can I not flap my arms so fast that I fly? Well, there's several reasons. You can't, anyway. Your ratio from, like, your weight is something that will hold you down and gravity will hold you down on the ground, right? You don't possess feathers, which is another thing that helps birds, right? You haven't got a beak. Um, oh, it's a beak, the you, big key detail. Yeah. Uh, and, y- y- you know... And other things. I would say it's primarily the surface area of my arms. That's that's one of the big things. Yeah, because yeah, bumblebees, you're... though, how do they fly? Um, they create some sort of resonance that goes on. Resonance. Like, that's do you what know it... what resonance means? Yeah. Right, okay. Well, I thought I did. What does resonance mean? Resonance? Yeah. It's like the sound. It's like a It's like a vibration. Mm. It's mm. not... It's not... It's not a... <laughs> Is when something when something resonates and people talk about with like when you agree with something, yeah. it it matches the same wavelength. Um, yeah, well, they, they, they so have this, often when it matches wait, the same wavelength, them? it will amplify it as well. So when a bee goes like that, it vibrates, right? And those vibrations move it into the air. It's got wings as well, which obviously it uses, but it's a combination of those two. Any right. any other animal you want me to tell you how they work? <laughs> Yeah, flying squirrel. Flying squirrel. So, see, the flying squirrel's got... Uh, it doesn't really fly. It glides, right? Right, this so, one's actually correct, yeah. Yeah, it glides. So, it, it goes up a tree like a normal squirrel, and then it's got webbed bits, right? And when it jumps, it expands its arms, and it's got a like, membrane like a, a bat, and that's what then it, it can glide onto another tree. But it doesn't actually fly, you know, we'll go on to that a bit more in a moment because I think we'll start off. Well, I'm going to do my own podcast series just on how animals work. In oh, fact, that yes. might be a new feature. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't too sure of the bumblebee one, but, you know. So, let's start off with 
flight, like you said, Led Zeppelin, when they started flying. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they discovered hydrogen. Right. And do you know the reason why hydrogen would help in flight? Because it's lighter than uh, air? Yeah, it's less dense than air and it means it will... Wow. It will, it will go. I'm on fire. <laughs> Much like a lot of the zeppelins were, because yeah. it was very combustible. Wasn't yeah, it? hydrogen is very combustible. I mean, it's what the the what I'm powers like, what like powers stars. Old Brian Cox, <laughs> an old Brian Cox. You know, yeah. he's probably about the same age as me. He looks yeah, a lot too, better than me. Not too dissimilar. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Yeah, anyway, yeah. It's it's less dense than air, which means it it goes up, and it does reach a point in the atmosphere where it would kind of match it as well as the other things that adjust um, its height there. But it's that basic principle is it's lighter than air. And the same kind of thing goes for hot air balloons is hot air is less dense than cooler air. Mm-hmm. And which means it can increase. And then most of the time with a hot air balloon, it just goes up and then it just gradually kind of falls back down again. Yeah. But, and then they just bring it back up again. And do you know how they fly them around actually and get in certain locations how they fly them around they basically so. get them up to a point where the current in the air yeah. is going in a certain direction that they want to go in well how do they know it's going to do that you stick your finger stick your yeah finger. but then you, you you can't ever have a planned balloon flight from tur- one place to the next no they're not very easy to plan alright oh, okay they're quite turbulent but anyway that's those ones it's um that basic principle is just the fact that you're putting something in that's less dense. Right. And the reason that works, and it's similar actually to how the other flight works as well to a certain extent. Are you aware of Newton's laws? Uh, don't wear a top hat in an open top bus under a low bridge. That's the first one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. It, I think it could also be put in the in the way that it's um, a body at rest in its... A, a body in... At rest, persistent state of rest, and a body in motion remains in its constant motion along a straight line unless acted upon by external force. Right, I didn't understand any of that for two reasons. There was lots of words that I don't understand, and you said it really fast. Is there so, a simple so way to do it's the, it's the idea of momentum. So, Give me an example with squirrels. So a squirrel, if yeah. it's gliding, yeah. will continue to glide yeah. in one singular direction unless it is stopped by an external force, whether that be... A tree. A tree, which is an external force, and it means it falls. Yep. Or it could be another squirrel coming the other way, and they oh crash. Oh, my God, not another and squirrel. If like in Ohio. If it's a bigger squirrel, <laughs> it might mean that it goes backwards a little bit. Anyway. All right, okay. Um, that's the first law, but that's not really the one we're looking for. Right. Uh, the second law is to do um, force equals mass times acceleration. But again, not really one we're looking for. Newton's third law, and you would have definitely know this one. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess? It's about gravity, isn't it? Nope. No, it isn't, no. That's more so the one before it, to be fair. No, I suppose so, yeah. But you didn't say that, so that's what confused me. Now, go on, say it, because I'm going to feel stupid. To every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. reaction. Yeah. So, what I mean by this is, so a plane works. Squirrels, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I can do it with squirrels if you want. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah okay. So you know they've got the wings. Yeah. These yeah. are flying squirrels, yeah. Yeah. So the the basic principle is is there there is an increased pressure yeah on the lower bit part of the wing of, part of the squirrel, yeah. Lower part of the squirrel, lower part of the wing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That um 
because there's more. <laughs> No, do it with a plane. Do it with a plane. It's slower do moving it. air and it creates more pressure yeah. underneath yeah. than what is on the top. Yeah. And there's a lower pressure on the top. And you, it's normally by the angle. You can imagine that if you're slicing through the air in a straight line, yeah. then an equal amount of air goes top and bottom. But if you're slicing through the air with a slight tilt, yeah. you're going to get more funneled down into this section than below. The bottom section. You get more funneled down to the lower section. And in the top section, there'll be less air as it passes through the air. Okay. All Do you right. know what I mean? So that means that there's going to be a greater pressure here pushing up mm-hmm. uh, to what is to pushing, lift it, yeah. pushing down. And what is pushing down is also matched with the weight. Um, so basically, there's a greater force pushing up. Right. Okay. And that's how it can take off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's essentially how a plane would fly. And the steering is to do the rudders, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um a helicopter yeah really interestingly it works in a it works in a similar type way it spins really fast yeah yeah the propellers are at an angle which means they also create a, f- a greater pressure underneath yeah and then what is on top means they can lift up and when when they come down it's basically just controlled falling yeah yeah I, I, you don't I'll you, 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 you can go up you can go up but you can't come down in the helicopter you don't spin the blades the other way no you can't come down, <coughs> it's just and controlled And the tail falling. blade is purely for direction. Well, the tail, if you were to put a helicopter, mm-hmm. yeah, and you did not have a tail uh, rotor blade, yeah, yeah, uh, it would just spin. Right, okay. So the reason that's there, it's not, ne- it's not necessarily for direction because you... It's you, a you counter... S- you, s- you steer, yes. Right, so it's, it's, a, it's a counter... Um, it's a counterforce, essentially. Counterforce against the yeah against the rotation because the yeah. rotation would cause it to, to spin, spin in the opposite so that direction. So actually keeps it from doing that. So it keeps it from it doing it. It means it can place. also climb. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Because uh, actually, the way you fly a helicopter is actually through leaning, and you can, in fact, if you've got a small enough helicopter, yeah, you can actually let go of the the sticks, right, and then just lean from a side, and you'll be able to turn the helicopter. Oh, right. Blimey, I wouldn't want to do that, though. I went up in a helicopter a little few years back and uh, I paid a little bit extra to go in the front. Um, Did you actually? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, and it had a glass bottom to it, so you could literally, I was looking at my feet and looking out. It was, do you know why that has a glass bottom? Um, so you can see out of it? Yeah. Yeah. So you can see yourself landing? Oh, right, okay. Because otherwise they're just going to go, oh, I don't know where I'm landing. Can't see oh, fair anything. enough, yeah, okay. But not all helicopters have no, that. No, not all it? helicopters, right, but it's quite handy say, to have a glass bottom. This was just like a, a commercial one. Um, but it was quite incredible. Uh, obviously very noisy. It's a bit um, like microwaves. I can tell you a thing about microwaves as well, if you want. What? You not have to see flying. the glass bottom of a but you microwave. Know, you know, no, you know you've got a glass front. Yeah. Um, and they've got the little circles. Right. Yeah. The little circles are basically... Um, so you got the microwaves inside the microwave, yeah, hence yeah. the reason it's called the microwave or the microwave. Um, the waves are actually bigger than that of the holes. That's why the holes are that size, because the microwaves can't make their way through those holes. Shut up. Yeah. If the holes were bigger, then the microwaves would be able to come out and that's when we'll it could cause dead. problems. But the uh, alternatively, what you do is you just completely block off the front. However... 
they know that people want to be able to see their stuff cooking. Hence Exploding the, in there. Hence yeah. the reason we've got the glass there and the small holes. It would be essentially just just as good just to have it completely black and we can't see in. But okay. people want to be able to see their food cooking. And All that's right. why that glass is there. Excellent. Well, going back to the heli- helicopter, yeah, it was an experience. I've obviously been in a plane. I've been in a light aircraft as well. And that, you really feel everything that goes on there. But um, the helicopter was a different experience. And, and it was quite... I am a nervous flyer, but it was quite exhilarating. The helicopter admit. would probably be big enough that... Yeah, if you all leaned, you'd probably... But if just but you it leaning does, one It side. does pitch. You really feel yeah. it pitching as as he, as he was banking rounds and, and we were, he was pointing out different bits and pieces to me. He had a really hilarious name as well. Captain... I think it was something like Captain Wolf. Um but I can't think exactly what it was. Yeah. I do well, remember it. Though. This is the thing, though, of helicopters. They've got no forward motion. Yeah. See, a plane works by creating that thrust uh, that pushes all the air underneath the wing, that pushes it up. Um, but a helicopter goes up and goes down. Mm-hmm. And essentially, that's all it could do if it didn't be out, wasn't able to pitch. It leans forwards and also pushes everything uh, behind it where it actually pushes itself. Mm-hmm. With um, a rocket, yeah... A rocket is the same as the equal opposite um, reaction. Yeah. So wow, is the same as the equal opposite of the reaction? No, it's the same. It's the same principle, is what I mean. All right. So you're you're basically pushing all that fuel and pushing all that exhaust down and pushing everything down, creating that f- downward thrust. Um, what that is doing is it's pushing the rocket up. So the essentially the rocket is pushing itself up. Yeah. Rather than. Um, yeah, that's essentially what he's doing. <laughs> Rather than, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'll get that. I'll get that with rockets. But yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, need to explain rockets. You're an no, rocket, rockets. I'm pretty good on rockets, yeah. I've seen rockets go up and things like that. You've seen planes. I've seen planes go up, but yeah. The, and you've the seen thing squirrels. Is, I've seen many squirrels, yeah. Um, but I think with planes, it's the, it's the fact, I guess, that if you're a nervous flyer... Um, and you look at these huge jumbo jets that we get on, you know, these huge planes that you have hundreds and hundreds of people on. And you don't appear when you're going down a runway to be going that fast. You seem to mm. be going at reasonable speed, but you don't seem to be going that fast. And then the old flaps go up. Um, and I'm not just talking about me because I'm nervous, but the flaps go up to obviously create that sort of pitch. And then the engines, I, I presume the engines are full sort of throttle to for the speed to get it to a point where it can, a bit like the Back to the Future car, so it can it can start to lift. But it's just, it's just, I guess as a nervous flyer, you look at it and you think, wow, how is this huge heavy object staying up in the sky yeah. um and then when you're flying it it just the bit about it like it, it it always sort of phases me is when you look at when we go on the flights the nine and a half hour flights god you you get bored to tears so you look at the screen where you see uh, where you're going the distance and it says on there how high you are how fast you're going and I guess when their speeds, the speeds we're talking about and the height we're talking about, 
it sort of blows your mind. It's not yeah. something you can comprehend. If you drive a car and you drive a car at 70, you know you're going up fast in a car. Yeah. If you're in a plane and it's going whatever, 100 miles an hour, you know, have a multiple sort of... It, that, it, you just can't comprehend it. The majority and of your life... And because you haven't got... And because a majority of your time in a plane on them sort of travelling, you're above the clouds, you've got nothing to gauge it by. Well, either. yeah. The majority of your life, you are... In, this is the thing that makes me think, is you, in the majority of your life, you're in close contact or at least not that far away from the Earth. Yeah. Um, f- flight, though you are still within the, the Earth's atmosphere, you are pretty much leaving all that keeps you... No, no, yeah, I, no absolutely. Keeps you safe. Um, but yeah... Flight's an amazing thing. Certainly is. Well, Dad, we haven't exactly got a sponsor this week, but we've got something new and exciting, haven't we? Yes, we've got a new and exciting enterprise that we're looking at. Uh, something that I think will make us billionaires. Yeah. So, um, is there anything, any way we can introduce this enterprise? Uh Oh, well, you could play it for a start. Yeah, play an advert slash song. Yeah, play an advert slash song. Yes, go for it.
Right then, Dad, so it's all in the out in the open. We may or may not, probably not, uh, be opening a new airline. Um, well, I was a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned that people aren't buying our merchandise. Yeah. Right, because we put a lot of effort into that, right? And even though, I mean, some weeks we plead. We really do plead. So it was time to look elsewhere. I still people, and we will be selling the merchandise. You only on, board the flight. On the flight, right? Like when our people come round with their trolleys, there will be, you know, there will be items that you'll be able to buy. But I think this is going to be the golden nugget. This is going to be We've got some golden nuggets in the cupboard downstairs. Oh, I like them. I might have them tomorrow morning. Um... This is, I think, what's going to push us to the next level. Yeah, I reckon you're right. I reckon you're absolutely right. Um, but the thing is, is we all, we both know commercial flight, oh, so utterly boring. Sitting there for hours and hours, mm. especially like going to Florida takes nine hours, yeah? yeah? And you're sitting there, your legs are aching, and it's all good for like the first hour. Oh, yeah. And then, then you realise that you've only just come off the coast of the UK pretty much, and then you've still got... So much well, more to go. I would say out of that nine to nine and a half hours, right, eight and a half hours of it is pure boredom. Yeah. It's only the beginning and the end that's anything exciting. So perhaps we should brainstorm some stuff. Yeah, make our airline the best airline. Absolutely. I've got a little sting. Do you want to play it? I'll play the sting. When you're on a plane, it always feels the same. Films and waiting for some food. Wouldn't it be great to have a wee debate to talk about the things we'd like to do? Right then, so big ideas. This is a brainstorming session to try and work out. Any idea is a good idea. Yep, we'll. we'll you, tell you what, you go first. Okay. What ideas have you got to make FNS Airlines or Father and Son Airlines or Father and Sunday's Airlines? Well, I've, I've I missed out or the day. Father and Son planes. Oh, Father and Son planes. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't actually. When I was doing the song, it didn't actually scan across that. So that's why I didn't use it like that. But yeah, we can go. I will that. point out that FNS Airways sounds a bit like FS Airways, which could be taken as FS in tech speak normally means something else. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Get all the young people along. Anyway, one of the things that really bother me on planes, right, Yeah. is being a, a 53, nearly 54-year-old man, um, I've got a prostate the size of a fire hydrant. I wonder where this is going. <laughs> and so... I, I worry whenever I go anywhere about going to the toilet. Now, that's fine. I thought you were going to look for on a, many planes. a special massage chair on the plane. Not a spe- no, that's one of the other things. That, so, basically, when I go on a plane, you have a period of time to go to the toilet. You've got plenty of time to go to the toilet, especially if it's a nine-hour flight. However, you get up, everybody knows what you're doing, mm. right? Then you've got to go to the toilet. You quite often have to line up if there's turbulence they say and i'm talking about outside turbulence turbulence right? <laughs> you have to go back to your seat i mean and then you might get got, back in the queue if I everyone might be crowning back. at that point so that's no good to me so i think we should do away with the toilets i think there. i know where this is going right? and i think individually on your seats you should be able to have screens that come up 
on a either side. Commode. So it actually turns into a commode. The the seat that you're sitting on, if you're doing number twos, it goes directly out of the plane. Yeah. Right? Like birds. Um, it's only fair. Yeah, absolutely. Like that one bird. on my car today, the seagulls did. It really upset me because I washed it yesterday. Um, and tinkles as well. And you do them, Brain. but you, you have the screens that go up. Um, did you know birds don't wee? That's why. It's all it's part all, of it's it, yeah. One. It's all part of it, yeah. Um, chickens only have one hole. Yeah, we've a lacquer. Before, we've, yeah. we've spoken about that. Um, so basically, I think that would really um, help all sorts of people. It would help the younger children, mothers with infants and, and fathers with infants, because they could deal with that and other people that aren't subjected to that absolute... Um, monstrosity of a smell mm-hmm. but obviously you're going to have to have some technology within it to mask everything that's going on sound and everything else that goes with it but i think i would be so much happier i'll just press a button the screen will go up i could do my business the screen will come down and then get on with what my day i've got ideas go on. yeah to make this so much easier one yeah who needs the screen you can get rid of the screen yeah. yeah. If everyone has to wear something over their lap. So everyone has to go in and sit there and then they're already ready to go all along. So they're wired up. Over to the lap. So essentially you're already hooked up. Your bum your bum is already over the hole. Yeah. yeah? All all along. Yeah. yeah. So that that's removing the screen idea. So that's one less bit less one less bit of tech. And constantly throughout the flight, people play blow off noises and weeing noises. Yeah. So you can't so determine you which can't is determine real and which, which is, is real not. And which is fake. And there's a constant smell in the air. But don't know, the only thing you've got to watch with that is that, and and I'm, I'm doing this because, I mean, it's an idea, but obviously you've got to get up, if you're locked into something, you've got to get up and move around, haven't you? Because don't those people that, work in, uh, that are in the brass section of orchestras have terrible trouble with their, they have to get up and walk around, it's, deep vein trombonist in it that you can get on a plane so you have to get up and walk about a bit I don't know what you're on about right okay so piles no no, no. okay so that's good no I like that so what else are we going to do right so I think that was a big seller in, in itself so well I was thinking you know when you've always got um, leg there's a big problem with leg room yeah yeah so what I was thinking it was almost like tiered seating but the way this could work would be you know, like Ferris wheels. Yeah. On the side, you have your seat, you get in your seat, and you all three of your family kind of sit there. Yeah. And then it spins, and then the next family go in the next row, and the next family get in the next row, and it goes like four times. And then that means that you're all sitting at like one person's, you're like in a square shape. Yeah. But everyone's got leg room because no one has someone directly in front oh, of so them. Oh, so your legs are dangling. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Um, and you can recline because no one's there as well. All right, okay. So so you'd still... And would everybody get window seats then? Or no, would, because they're all in, still in a free. They're still in your freeze. But yeah. I guess everyone who's on the end of that free can still get a Now, would that seat. make it that you, you have more, more people, people on, on a plane? plane. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you're going to have... If you have the same amount of people on a plane, you're going to have a very sort of... Uh, un-aerodynamic plane aren't you because it's going to be like it's going to be very very sort of squashed yeah yeah so no I like that I like that a lot 
So a bit like soaring in in yes, Epcot. exactly like soaring in Epcot. And exactly, you're not really aware exactly. of what's going on around you. Now, how and actually, it's a bit like flight of passage as well. If you end up looking up whilst you're on flight of passage, you can see people's legs dangling in front of you. How do you get served your food and drink? On, on the rotation basis. On the rotation basis. So yeah. it's when it's your turn, you'll come down to the bottom. So, so and actually, it makes the work easier for the because um, they only flights, have to stay in one flights, place. The stewards, yeah. So they stand there. They yeah. serve free people. It spins. They serve free people. It spins. They serve free people. It spins. They serve free people. They spin it back to the initial person. Yeah. They go on to the next people, and then you're serving. Uh, a whole total of six, uh, 16, 12 people at a time. Yeah. <clears throat> no, great. I think that's a really good idea. Thank you. Um, Your next idea. My next idea, entertainment on a plane, right? Mm-hmm. It sounds really good when you go on there because you think... Oh, well, our I podcast can... will be the entertainment for most people, won't it? Well, it will be. But, you know, I, I want people to be able to have a range of things. I'm not going to try and ram it down their throat. Uh, so they can listen I'm assuming to they've already listened to every single episode well, they by the time they get on the flight. Well, one yeah. on there. Because so, so they've already listened to all the other yeah, all 63. The others, yeah, yeah. It's just 64 they need to listen to. Uh, yeah. And so there's all these films to choose from. But I tell you what, I get bored, right? You can't really hear it in your headphones properly. You don't get the full sort of... Uh, uh, what what when you're in something? What is it? Immersive Immerse, experience, yeah. right? I think I know where this so is going as well. Instead of having films, I would have all the stewards and stewardesses dress up and act out the film yeah. in real time with all effects and everything else. So instead of say say it's Die Hard you're watching, that's actually what's going on in in front of you, right? Um, obviously a bit, a bit easier with Die Hard 2 because that's on a plane some of it but um, or Snakes on a Plane Snakes on a Plane you know it might be at first a bit limited to things that are on a plane right but I think that I reckon they're quite easy to do the Millennium Falcon scenes it will be just really and good solid. it will give the stewards something to do because really once they've got you on the plane uh, giving you something to eat and they just sit around. They don't have much to do, yeah. do they? Just no, wander think, up and down think, looking at people. This is a fantastic idea because cruise lines have been doing it for a long time. Why not Absolutely. planes? Why not planes? You could have any. You could have cabaret. You could have all sorts of things. You could have a singer come on and do a, do a slot. That like we could have someone like remember Magicians like uh, Shirley Shirley. Uh, Bassey, but it wasn't Shirley. It was Shirley as in S-U-R-E-L-Y, wasn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. The tribute act. You could have people like that. Or knife throwing, but hopefully there's no turbulence. No, that could cause a problem. Shall I go on to my next one? Yes, okay. So, um, I, I assume you've seen the zero-G flights yep. thing where they go straight up yep. and then they come down. Yep. Well, why not that? Just so, be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Well, it would be. It would be an alternative. That, I mean, it takes a while to get to your destination because you just keep going up and down. But it means that every, like, however often, every, like, 20 minutes, you get zero G. Well, I quite like that. Anyway, I would quite like that. And if there's zero G, the people in that Ferris wheel, the stewardesses and stewards could float up yeah. and, and actually... Deal with the people at the top Save of it. Save the electric anyway. costs of the Ferris wheel going it, around. It will, because obviously that's and a actually, quite a big... And actually, for entertainment um, as well with the Ferris wheel, you could just have it constantly on, so they're like, whee! 
Yeah, no, I, I get you on that one. I quite like that. What about a door for every person that's on there? Oh, you yeah. know what really upsets me is when when you when you land, land right, <laughs> and you're starting to look where the doors are, right? Every person, or do you mean every person by the window seat? No, every person has got a door. Every person has an exit from the plane personally for them. So some people right? got like under- underneath them, yeah, and some people um, to the side of them, left or right. So so basically, when you get a land and you're actually sitting there, it gets really really annoying. Everybody gets up. Mm-hmm. And you've still got sort of quarter of an hour before any of the doors will open, so you can get off the plane. You don't know how near you are to one. You don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know. Sometimes, I if you're in the middle know, of the plane, you don't know whether to go left or right. I normally I do know how near I am to one because it's normally the same door I came in on. Yeah, but what if you had your own door? Well, this is very good idea. Yeah, if you had your own door, no one will get aggravated. No one would start pushing each other and keep them going uh, and, and trying to get out of their mm. aisle in a little gap as people were going up the, the main aisles. No one have to do that because no one would have to worry about it. And Everybody would get off the plane. All the doors open at the same time, so you'll either fall through the ones on the floor <laughs> or you'll no just... Choice, like, just drop. Yeah, all right, but there'll be things underneath, like your cases and things like yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, and they all go out the same door when they get that, down there. That's, that's another thing. You can pick your case up straight away. You don't have to muck about with yeah. going in there. So I think that will be... I've done a... You know, I, I put out some surveys on this and that was one of the main things that come back. Yeah. People said, I want my own door. We'll save time and time is money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what I think, you know, pilot up front, enjoying yeah. themselves, flying that plane. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like everyone wants to get involved. So why not in-flight flight simulators? Well, I had a similar idea where you took turns flying the plane. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, obviously supervised because I'm not stupid. I'm not going to pitch a stupid idea where where we say people can go in. So this simulator idea might be a good one. Um, And whoever lands a plane without crashing it, gets their money back from, yeah. from the flight, right? As an incentive to not crash the plane. But you'll have someone... Just crash it. Yeah, they have someone helping out there. But I just think it'll be good. It, it's it's good to get people involved in, yeah, in the things you're doing. Is. Because you get... This is the thing, right? Because you, you feel it's just sitting there. You get in a taxi, right? Or you get on a train or you get on a plane. And you get on there, you don't know what they're doing in that bit. It's all a bit of a mystery. This is why I've started going and driving the train when I get on the train. Well, this is it. This is what you should do, especially Docklands, because you can pretend you're driving a train because it they haven't got a person driving it. <laughs> yeah. So you can just sit on the front the and make everything. is in a room somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm with that. I think that's a very good idea. Yeah. I think that could, um, that could really sort of push up our numbers as far as yeah. people wanting to get that. It's just because you should make it not just a thing to get from A to B but part of the experience of your holiday. Absolutely. You got yeah. another one? Um just just a couple of uh just a couple of ones that I'd thought around. I think you should be able to have themed uh planes so outside and in they should be dressed up in certain themes. So a mm-hmm. uh, bit like when you go to somewhere like Disney and you go to a a hotel that's like yeah. sort of a western, and then your hotel that's sort of. And they've even New sometimes York got different it. rooms that are like exactly. One's so um, Toy Story. We talked about it earlier. You could cover it so it looked like a parrot, 
and then inside it could be like a tiki tiki room or a squirrel or a squirrel and inside yeah it's like internal organs of a squirrel yeah <laughs> but whatever you want it to be but I think it, it, it makes it more interesting and you can teach people about the internal workings of a squirrel and, and how it relates to flight by doing something like that you can feed too, so many birds with these scones yes you can the only other thing I had, and and, and I've got I, one I've more. Got a minute, I, I've I keep waking up in the middle of the night thinking of these. Was food on a plane, right? Mm-hmm. That's a no. that's a sequel to snakes on a plane. Yeah, food on a plane, right? Everybody complains about it. I get salads every time I go. It's such yeah. a waste, right? And you know, you eat everything, but you know, is it? What would you rather have on a plane? What would what if you were in on there and you think, oh. I fancy a burger, pizza or, oven, or fancy a pizza, or I fancy a a sub, you know, or Way. I fancy a yeah, but it's a sub, isn't it? Like the thing, yeah. Deliveroo, we should be able to have chartered smaller jets. Uh, you order what you want from mm-hmm. McDonald's, Burger King, other other high class restaurants are available, and then. We have these smaller jets or drones that come up with those food, usually without the dips you want, but with those, we're lining out those problems with your specific one on there. Yeah. No one on the plane has to cook anything. There's re- there's plenty of people out there that to want to do this sort of... Not, no zero-hour you know contracts. We're going to pay these people properly. Or the drones, we won't pay them at all. Uh, but they'll come up and you say, oh, I wanted a quarter pound of a cheese meal. That's what you'll get. You know what? This is a great idea because we could mi- mi- match that up with our cruise line that will eventually open or even a submarine cruise yeah. that will open and they can have their food delivered by Scuba Eats. Wow. Yeah. That was worth the whole of that episode just to yeah. get Scuba Eats. I like it. Um, I've got one more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Wh- Everyone wants the window seat, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And do you, everyone rushes for it. And even with like, as a family, it's mum always wants window seat. I always want window seat. Um, I don't think Becky's that fussed. And I, I always think, sacrifice it. And you just sacrifice for peace. it for peace. Um, but in reality, everyone wants that window seat. Cause yeah. it's just cool to look out there. Some people feel sick, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know where a way that everyone can have a window seat? Glass planes? No, convertible. <gasps> so just take I the roof it. off. I love it. Yeah. And saves weight. Yeah. So makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it gets rid of the smell from the, the commodes earlier as well. The stars would look amazing. Yeah, if you're flying at night. And those flying squirrels accidentally get yeah. in your path. Yeah, no. I, 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 all the wildlife you'd see. Yeah. Um, it would make the... Uh, at the sort of uh, delivery of our food a lot easier as well. It would, yeah. I like that. I like the idea of having. I like. I like sort of glass top things. I like the idea. But of sometimes you feel restricted by glass, don't you? I mean, you could have the, the entire plane made of perspex. Oh, that does sound good. Like terrifying, so almost like a Wonder Woman's invisible plane. But you're all on it. Oh my goodness, this is perfect. Yeah. So. Everybody can see they can see where their case is. Yeah, right. They can see what's happening everywhere in the right? toilet. It might, it might it might go a little bit against my toilet idea, but I just think that's the way forward. 
You can see that person scratching their bum in the yeah, seat in front of you. Yeah, you can see what the pilot. Well, I said about the mystery of what happens in the in the cockpit. I will say, I'm not sure the commode idea and the Ferris wheel seats will work. No, there's a few little uh, sort oh, of. Unless you have a suction that goes under the seat and tube and out the side. There's a few little creases to iron out. I I won't deny and that. Doors. I'm not going to pretend that we don't have to work further on these ideas. But that's the whole point of this brainstorming exercise. Yeah. But I think we've got a few winners there. We've got a few winners. And I think, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to when we can actually make this a reality. Yeah. Um, If you would like to actually go join on us. Go on one of our flights. Go on one of our flights. Let us know on our waiting list. If you'd yeah. like to go on our waiting list, uh, please let us know quickly by contacting us. <laughs> yeah, contact us. But if you don't want to just go on our flight... Um, you can just contact us for any reason, such as uh, a question, suggestion, comment, or complaint, if you want to complain about some of our ideas. Um, but if you really, really don't want this to happen, another good way of making that happen is to buy stuff in our store, because then we won't need to open an airline. No, this could all be this all, all Or be maybe stopped. we do both. <clears throat> well, I'm still, I still think we should, but like, uh, you know, it would help us. It would help us in, in, in our pursuit of world domination. Um, so anything you can do, anything you can contribute would be uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, um, but that can be done in our store. But the website is also a great place. And just to remind you what the name is, it's fatherinsundays.com. You can get all the episodes on there. Uh, you've got or links to all the different podcast platforms because we're available on pretty much all of them. Uh, you can also... Uh, go on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, follow and share on there. Yep. You can leave ratings on your chosen po- podcast platform. And also you can smile. All right. Lovely. Well, you know, uh, we haven't, as far as I know, had any comms in comms this week. <laughs> any messages in? Um, no. But I did. Um, oh. I don't know if a couple of weeks ago it might have been. Um, you may remember that I had a well, not an altercation, but a probably discussion. should let you say this before I did that other stuff, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should have really, but never mind. Um, I saw the guy that uh, was f- furious about the King Arthur episode yep. and the inaccuracies in there. Um, he looked a little bit more mellowed out when I saw him. I did smile at him. I said, asked him if he was uh, all right. How are you? I said, all okay just to see whether he'd completely ditched us as a podcast or not. Apparently not. Um, because, and, I, and I'll, I try to remember exactly what he said and wrote it down. He came back and said, if you mean about the podcast, I've decided to lower my expectations and expect everything to be inaccurate. That way, anything different is a bonus and I might be pleasantly surprised. So what a wonderful way to... He's going to love this episode because I think oh, it's incredibly this is accurate. going to blow his mind. Um, and he... And he, he, he uh, if you works, can't see the pilot as I'm well. I'm trying to think without identifying, but he works in a, in a, in a place which um, one of their main uh, logos is squirrels. So <gasps> it ties in all quite nicely, doesn't oh, it? that's good. That's yeah. really good. He's going to love this episode. He's going to love this episode. But he, he just... And this is a this is something for for all of you out there. Um, don't get frustrated with us. Just lower your expectations. <laughs> I think if you lower your expectations, everything's going to go. We'll all get along fine. So so let's go forward together, eh? Yeah. And on that note, that's all I've got to say now. All right then. Well. 
Should we just say bye bye? Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I hope you've enjoyed this today, and I'll say bye bye for now. Bye! Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.